Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your favorite quarterback hater, Robert Mathis, and you're listening to the For the Culture Podcast. This is the For the Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Diamond, with my man, Jason Spears, and this is our fourth annual For the Culture Mock Draft, and we're going into this with only six picks. So this is the least amount of picks that Chris Ballard's ever had by a long shot. So we're going to start this mock off with a trade back. In the first three years we've done this, we haven't traded back. We do know Ballard's tendencies a little bit more now. Every year he's made a trade. Every year he's moved back. Every year he's added picks. And this is the least amount of picks he's ever had. So we're going to trade back. And we're only going to trade back one time. We don't want to get unrealistic and make seven trades and walk away with 15 picks so we're going one trade and we're going to make that trade to kick things off in the first round we're going back from 21 to 28 we're making a move with the new orleans saints we're giving them our 21st overall pick we're going back to 28 and we're recouping two third round picks 98th and 105th overall in the third round so we give up a third round pick this year to get Carson Wentz now we recoup at least one of those picks so we give up the 84th pick now we'll trade back in the first round we'll get 98 and we'll get 105 so after the trade with the 28th overall pick in the first round of the 2021st NFL draft the Indianapolis Colts select Joe Tryon Edge Washington he's six foot five 262 pounds obviously a huge need for the Colts heading into the draft yeah, and when I went through this draft, Luke, I really wanted to try to attack the weaknesses that I saw on this roster. I think that's what Ballard's going to do with this draft. And with Tryon, you get an athletic edge. He's played both standing up and with his hand on the ground at Washington. So he's, he's scheme versatile. He's, great, he's got great length and athleticism, and he's got an NFL physique that's continuing to grow. He's got an elite first step with excellent balance and coordination and quick twitch around the edge. He, he will run plays down from behind. He's a high-motor player. We love high-effort players. Floos loves high-effort players. This guy has a high upside, athletic with the, the, the build and bend that the Colts love. So I, I thought this was a nice fit for us to get this guy and add to our edge rushers. I think he'd be a nice fit. As far as some of the things that I, I looked at, he's only got one real full year of experience. He's a work in progress against the run needs to add some pass rushing moves and he needs to work on his technique. But again, with a lot of these, a lot of these first and second and third round guys, a lot of this stuff is, is coachable. So uh, I like this kid a lot. I know the Colts like him. Um, so I think this is a good pick for them at 28. You trade back, you get a couple picks in the third round that you'll be able to do something with. So I, I really uh, thought this was a smart pick and somebody that can come in and make a difference right, right away. So Definitely liked the pick. I liked the fact that he was there. He's be definitely been shooting up draft boards, and uh, I think the Colts will be great. Do great to get this kid. Uh, I love everything about him, and he's and he's got a really high upside. So, uh, Joe Tryon, yeah, I mean, we add him to the room and uh, hopefully improve our edge rush. You said he could make an impact right away. Do you think he could be a day one starter? Could he start right away? You know, that's a great question. I actually do believe he could be a day one starter just because. He's so talented. Uh, he's he's very, very athletic. He's very strong. He's got all the things you look for in an edge player. So I do think he could be a day one starter. Now, that said, he's got to go out there and earn it. But, yeah, man, I like this kid a lot. He, to me, he's my third favorite pass rusher in this draft. And uh, so, yeah, I, I definitely think that he could start day one. In the second round with the 54th pick, the Indianapolis Colts select Levi Anzarike. 
a six foot three, two hundred ninety three pound defensive tackle out of the University of Washington. Yeah, I really like this kid. Um, I like his size. I like his ability to play the three tech. They moved him around at Washington. Uh, he's got a variety of pass rush moves. Very, very strong with his bull rush. Very tough to block one-on-one. Another high motor player. Plays extremely hard. Runs plays down from behind. A guy that Fluce would love. Uh, I know the Colts love this guy. Very scheme versatile, as I said. Good quickness and awareness. Very, you know, he's he's quick to snip out plays, shoots gaps. Presses the pocket frequently he's a very very good pass rusher he that's that's really the thing i like about him the most is he can really press the pocket and we've we've really you know missed that until we got buckner now with with buckner we have that so with this kid you add this kid you could play him on third downs and take out you know grover on passing downs and you've got another guy that can rush the quarterback he sets up his rushes well and he's he's a technician out there he's got good moves he 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 mixes it up you get him with it with our with our coaching staff. I think you could get a stud out of this kid. I mean, I think you could turn this kid into a stud as far as you know being like a depth piece for our D line. Like that's that's the thing that I really attack wanted to attack with with this mock is is the issues that I see as far as depth goes. And this kid is is I mean, if something was to happen to you know, God forbid, uh, Buckner, he could play that three tech and and I think he could hold his own as far as things that that are kind of drawbacks to Levi. Uh, he does a lot of things good, everything good, but nothing great. So there's nothing that's great about this player, but there's there's nothing bad and everything he does is good. So And he can improve. He's definitely got room for improvement. Film is un- His film is more impressive than his production, meaning what you see on film excites you more than the actual raw statistics that you look at. So sometimes I think people can get a little carried away with production, especially when talking about defensive tackles. But this guy on film, he's, he's impressive. He does everything you want to see a D tackle do. The one thing that I noticed about him is he can get overwhelmed in the run game. When he gets two guys on him, he can just get washed out real quick. So that's one thing that he's got to get better at, get stronger. And that's normal with any kid coming in the NFL. You're making that adjustment to a, you know, a grown man's league, and you've got to get stronger both upper body and lower body. So I like a lot of things about this kid. There's really no drawbacks. Really the only thing I could say is that he does struggle a bit in the run game when he's got – you know, those two guys on him or he's getting chipped or whatever. But other than that, man, it's a he's a he's a great prospect and somebody I think that would fit the Colts room, you know, their D tackle room in a, in a big way. And I think uh, could really help the team adding a depth piece to their defensive line and somebody that, like I said, if Buck went down, you've got this guy could come in and really, I think, do hold his zone. So I like this kid at 54 and uh, definitely wanted him when I saw him. Now, the first of the two picks that we're getting from the Saints. So these two picks right now aren't actual Colts picks. Just to remind you guys, these picks come from the Saints in the trade we made back in the first round, going back from 21 to 28. So with the first pick from the Saints in the third round, 98th overall, Brady Christensen, offensive tackle, BYU. He's six foot six, 300 pounds. Yeah, three-year starter, never missed a game, very athletic, long lean, athletic physique, good range, good movement can pretty much do it all. I think he's very underrated. I think uh, people are sleeping on this kid because of his weight. I think a lot of people want to move him to guard or right tackle. He held it down, man, at, at BYU for Wilson. I mean, he protected his blind side. Wilson would hold the ball forever. 
and uh, he, he did an outstanding job there. I, I, I love his film. I think he's underrated. He's got great lower body strength, which allows him to match up with speed rushers, understands angles and leverage, which is something that a lot of guys have issues with, can move and pull so you can do different things with him. He's very good on combo blocks. Very, a very, very smart player. I mean, he, he's a very smart kid, very tough, strong hands. He uses them well, very consistent. And he played well, like I said, protecting Wilson, did an outstanding job because, again, one of the drawbacks to Wilson was he held the ball forever. And he did an outstanding job protecting him and his blind side. And uh, so I, I like this player. He's been one of my guys, if you will, uh, since I started watching film in the offseason. I think he's very underrated. Some of the issues with him, uh, his size, anchor, and footwork need improvement. And with the size, it's just putting on some extra weight. Right now, he's 300 pounds. He needs to add, you know, obviously add a little weight because he can get pushed around. I think playing, you know, like I said, grown man league, man, you're going to have guys that are huge out there and you got to be able to hold your own with those bull rushes. And that, you know, that's another kind of a drawback to Brady. He struggles sometimes versus the bull rush because he can get out muscled and out physical. But again, I think he, 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 if he can add muscle, which I think he can to his frame, I mean, six foot six, uh, I think he will be somebody that you can lock and load at left tackle for the Colts and play him. And I think with it, with our offensive line coaches, I think they will improve his footwork and, and uh, you know, his anchor and all that stuff. I think that can all be improved. So I really like this kid. Uh, he can be coached. And uh, the really the only other thing I think people would mention with, with Brady is his competition level. Uh, you know, he didn't play uh, the greatest competition, but, you know, everything that I've seen on film from this kid says he's going to be a, a starter in this league. So uh, I, when I saw him there at 98, I, I had to take him and uh, wasn't going to pass him up. I was shocked he was there. But the second pick we get from the Saints also in the third round, 105th overall, Nico Collins, wide receiver, Michigan, six foot four, 218 pounds. Yeah, I, I just could. The size speed combination with this kid is outstanding. I mean, his frame his catch radius. I mean, just think about thinking about him in the red zone with Pittman and all those guys. I mean, it would just be a nightmare for teams. Uh, he can go get the ball. He's very physical. He reminds me of Pittman in that way. He's very, very physical offline of scrimmage. He blocks. He's very, very physical. I think he's a little faster than Pittman. Physical at the line of scrimmage, wins early, has very strong hands, likes to get vertical, which I think the Colts need. They need a, a, an X receiver, boundary receiver that can get down the field. He can do that even at his size. Uh, so I love the size-speed combo, man. I think he could be – I mean, he could be a big-time player. And, and uh, the reason why he was around, I think, this long is because he has – he doesn't have that that much experience, but uh, you just can't – I couldn't pass up the, the traits. Uh, he works extremely hard. He's fearless. Everything that he has, the size, speed, and hands, will play at the NFL level will be a dynamic red zone target, like I mentioned, and he was very, very impressive at the Senior Bowl, and we all know how much uh, Chris Ballard values the Senior Bowl. So definitely a guy, I think, that would flourish in our offense, that could stretch the defense, could be a red zone target, and somebody that I think would make a big difference uh, for the Colts. I mean, you just add this guy to the, to the room, and it's, I mean, it, it, the, the amount of matchup nightmares that you could create with our wide receivers and you throw in Naeem Hines and all the things that we can do, man, I think it would be a boon for our offense to get this kid. The few uh, drawbacks that I saw from him, he doesn't get a lot of separation. He'll beat a guy off the line, but his his speed is 
is really good. Like, for instance, like once he builds up the speed, he's he's got long speed. But the problem is it takes him a while to build up to that point. So his separation isn't as much as maybe another guy that's more explosive out of his, you know, out of his stance. Uh, so it takes him a little while to build up that separation. But again, that's mitigated by the fact this kid's six four, physical as hell, and has great hands. So th- those are really the only thing. And then the limited route tree at Michigan. I mean, he didn't really have any good quarterbacks there. I think that really hindered him. I think honestly, if they had a much better quarterback there, he would be being taken higher. But it is what it is. He, he you know, they did the best they could. He did the best he could with what he was dealt you know at, at Michigan but I, I think this kid could be a steal of the draft I really do I, I love his size I love his speed and I love how dynamic he is down the field so yeah if he's there man I'd love to see the Colts take him and I had to take him when I saw him in the fourth round with the 127th pick the Indianapolis Colts select Tommy Trimble tight end Notre Dame 6'4 242 pounds yeah, I know the Colts like this kid a lot. I know Reich and, and Ballard both, I think, have talked extensively to the Notre Dame coaches about him, and they really like him. And, I, and you, when you watch him on film, you can see why. First of all, he's he's a great blocking tight end, maybe the best blocking tight end in this draft. And if you want to be a part of the Colts' offensive line, and I consider a tight end a part of the offensive line, you got to be able to block. And he can block. He's got a mean streak. He loves the physicality of the game. He really has untapped potential as a threat in the passing game. Uh, he played a lot of H-back and fullback at Notre Dame to help their run game. So he's he's very good in the run game. There's, there, I mean, he's he's excellent. I mean, he's physical, great blocker, opens holes for, for guys. So that's – I mean, those, those are his strengths right now. He's an athletic, lean player who gets to his top gear very quickly, can threaten linebackers vertically. He, I, I think he just really needed more of an opportunity at Notre Dame. They didn't really throw him the ball a lot down the field. We need a guy – that can get down the middle of the field like Ebron did, and this kid can do it. I think. I mean, I mean, he's going to take some time. He's a little raw in the pass game, but I do think he can help in the run game, and I do think he can help in the pass game as he develops. He's got very soft hands, plays bigger than his size, and he's got tons of room for development, development which is huge. Means he's only scratching the surface of what he can be. So he's already a really good blocker in the run game. He's got to improve on some stuff, but, I mean, he's got a lot of talent and a lot of things to work with. He's a very smart player. Like I said, he has a huge upside with room to grow. Now, as far as drawbacks to Tommy Tremble, he's largely unproven as a receiver. Like I said, Notre Dame did not throw to him a lot, uh, and when they did, he wasn't super productive. And he struggles in pass protection. As good of a blocker as he is in the run game, he's, he's got some issues in pass pro. But again, this kid can be coached up. He's got all the, the, the traits you look for, speed, size, all that stuff. Uh, I think he would be a great pickup for the Colts. There's not a lot of tight end talent in this draft. And I think Trimble, I think I have rated as the fourth or fifth best tight end. And so, you know, after him, there's a big fall off. So definitely a guy I think that would fit the Colts well. From close by at Notre Dame, Tommy Tremble, I think, would be a nice pick in round four. In the fifth round with the 165th pick, the Indianapolis Colts select Derek Barnes, linebacker, Purdue, 6'1", 245 pounds. Yeah, he was an interesting player to watch because at 6'1", they actually used him as an edge rusher and as a linebacker. So they moved him around a lot, and I found that really interesting because he's not that big of a guy. But they did use him in a lot of different ways at, at Purdue. I think he had eight sacks last year. So he he was an interesting player to watch. But with the Colts, I think he would be a Sam 
linebacker. And I, and I think he would fit the Colts really well because he's a very active player, great motor, violent hands to keep blockers off of, off his chest and out of his chest. Good blitzer. They could use him on third downs and pass on pass downs. Four-year contributor at Purdue with solid production, like I mentioned. I mean, they used him at edge. They used him at linebacker. Lots of experience. Downhill thumper who plays physical, which you really need at that Sam spot. Good point of attack power. Can handle double teams, get off of it, make tackles. And he's a reliable tackler. You know, he doesn't miss a lot of tackles, which is always important when you're talking about linebackers. And uh, senior bowl participant. Another guy that was at the senior bowl. I'm sure Ballard watched him and, you know, got a good look at him. And uh, I think it's somebody that I think you could – He, I mean, he could really compete for that Sam linebacker spot right off the bat. Some of the issues, and as we get deeper into this, you know, mock, you're gonna these guys are going to have more issues, obviously, because you're taking them further down the line in the draft. But he definitely needs more time to develop at linebacker. He's not very good in coverage, doesn't have a lot of experience in coverage, very raw. So that's something that, he, you know, he's going to have to work on. He would definitely only be a two-down player at this point unless you brought him in to blitz on third down. But he's not a guy that you're going to have out there, you know, playing in coverage. He, he would get killed. So right now he's a two-down player. So that's that's a big drawback for him. But I really like him. I like him a lot. He's one of the guys I really liked. Uh, and when I saw him there, I took him because I think we need, you know, more depth at linebacker. I do like our linebacker room with EJ and, and Zaire you know, along with obviously Bobby and, and Darius. But I think we need to, you know, add some more talent there. I don't think we'll go out and get a free agent after the draft. So I think getting somebody like Derek Barnes would be huge for us. And I think in the fifth round, you're getting great value because this guy could be a possible starter, in my opinion. Yeah, and this would kind of be our Walker replacement with Okariki replacing Walker, right? Absolutely. So, because we talked about this, if you go back to like September, October, November, December, like throughout the course of the season, we talked about – Walker will most likely be gone, and then Okariki will take those snaps. And as the season went on, we saw Okariki take those snaps to begin with. And when there was a lot of Colt fans saying, oh, but he's our second-leading tackler and this and that statistically, and we said, yeah, but you could get that production from a two-down linebacker in the fourth, fifth, sixth round of the draft and not have to pay him for the next couple of years, opposed to Walker, who you're going to have to pay next year to be really a backup to Okariki. So this is what we were talking about. This pick is what we were talking about pretty much all season when Colt fans were discussing and debating, should we bring back Walker? Yeah, absolutely. And this guy's a perfect fit for the Colts. I mean, he's everything that the Colts love. He's got experience. He plays extremely hard. He's a, a very good tackler. Uh, he's a downhill guy. He can get off blocks. I mean, he, he's a guy that he's different from, from uh, he's different from Walker in the sense that I think Walker was a little bit better, as crazy as it sounds, I think Walker's better in coverage than this guy. But this guy's not going to be on the field on third down. So you get the first two downs and you get him off the field and you go in with your nickel. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's a great replacement. I think he can develop. He's got a lot of room to grow. He's versatile, works hard. I mean, that's the biggest thing with a lot of these guys is you want hard workers, guys that show up on film and play hard every snap. And this guy definitely does that. In the sixth round with the 206th overall pick, the Indianapolis Colts select Chauncey Golston, Edge, Iowa, 6'5", 270 pounds. Yeah, I wanted to, you know, in the sixth round and, and looking at what was available, I wanted to get another Edge player, uh, somebody that's more, I mean, he's more of a, not, I wouldn't say developmental because he's got some really good traits about him, but I wanted to add to the room 
you're looking at, at a lot of guys becoming free agents after next year. So I think that this kid, you know, he's he's got some traits that you really like. He's a high-effort player, works his butt off. He's got good length and power, can set the edge and shut down the run, which you always need. Plays hard all the time, like I said, plays through the echo of the whistle. So he's, he's always going to give you 100%, which I think is big. Can work inside on, on obvious pass situations so you can move him around, which I know that Floos loves. He likes versatile players. I mean, you can play him inside. You can play him outside. He's got a, a, his frame is good. It's still growing, and his best ball is still in front of him. Uh, he's got good length, good versatility. It plays very physical. Nice depth piece. So I think it would be good to have him just to, as somebody that can develop behind the starting players. Uh, some of the drawbacks to Chauncey Golson is, is he's not a great athlete. He lacks the quick twitch to bend and get around the outside on his rush. He's kind of slow off the line, and he has a lack of explosiveness. Not very dynamic. So this isn't a guy that's going to jump off the screen at you. There's definitely issues with this player, but I do think there are some good things. He's very good in the run game, and he's got a lot of room to develop as far as physically and so I think, it, you know, this is a guy, obviously, it's not going to be asked to start, but I think it's somebody that could fill in and be a good depth developmental piece for the Colts. And last but not least, in the seventh round with the 248th overall pick, the Indianapolis Colts select Derek Forrest, strong safety, Cincinnati, six foot, 200 pounds. Yeah, I wanted to get this kid. I like him a lot. Versatile, um, very, very good player. Played in a great uh, with, with a, a great teammate at Cincinnati. They had a, one of the better safety tandems in, in college football. And the thing here was, I, I just think we need safety depth. We sh- we signed Sean Davis, who I don't, I don't know how they're going to use him. He's a free safety, but he's not very good. Uh, just you know, in my humble opinion. This guy's a strong safety, but he can do a lot of different things. Uh, he's a versatile coverage safety. You can play deep zone or man. He can play close to the line of scrimmage, so you can move him around. Again, versatile. Flus loves it. Highly productive player. Solid athlete with decent hips. Transitions out of his back pedal with ease, and he's got good eye discipline when watching the quarterback. Solid tackler who likes to mix it up, and he's a very dependable player. And like we always say on this show, man, the best ability is availability, and this kid shows up. So those are the things I really like about him. Some of the issues with, with, with Derek Forrest, he's got a very light frame, only 200 pounds, which is kind of small for a strong safety, very thin legs. So he's got to get in the, la- got to get in the weight room, get stronger, lower body-wise. Isn't consistently aggressive, doesn't push the issue. That's something that he's got to get better at. If he wants to play, because you you know the Colts really like to be aggressive uh, when, when you know in, in attack and play hard and all that. And I'm not saying he doesn't play hard, but there's times where he doesn't attack a, an angle or a play as as much as he should. So that's stuff I think that can be coached, but you never know. And he doesn't. Again, well, you're going to find this with a lot of the back end guys. No dynamic traits, so he doesn't have anything that jumps off the page at you. But he's a solid football player, a guy I think that would be a very good depth piece for the Colts. Again, I think getting backups at the at the at the end of these drafts is very important. And Chris Ballard's done that in almost every draft. So guys that are viable backups are, are just as important sometimes as the starters, because we all know nobody stays healthy for 17 games. So it's going to be a, an interesting draft this year, Luke. And, and I, I think uh, 
you know, I think you're going to see Chris Ballard attack weaknesses, things that we need. But I also think you're going to see him do some things to help us recoup some picks. But I had a lot of fun doing this mock, man. It was a lot of fun. No question. And we just traded back once. I would not be surprised if we see Ballard move back multiple times. And it might not be at 21. Maybe he loves a guy at 21 and stays put. And if he does that, I think he'll trade back multiple other times in this draft. So we enter the draft. And in real life on Thursday, we'll enter, unless we make a trade between now and then, we'll enter the day and enter the draft with six picks in our mock. We trade back from 21 to 28. We recoup two picks. So we go from six picks to eight picks, which is still light for Ballard. When you look at recent years, we're drafting nine times, 10 times, 11 times in most of these drafts with Chris Ballard. So that's definitely something he'll look to do. So we make the trade back. We address the edge spot with the first pick, and then we go again later in the draft. So we get two edge rushers. We get an offensive tackle. We get a defensive tackle, receiver, tight end, linebacker, safety. So we go safety depth. We go tight end room depth. We go receiver depth. We go with an offensive tackle who could plug and play day one, an edge that could plug and play day one, and then more of a project edge rusher. So you pretty much get every need we have at depth up and down this roster. If the Colts walk away with a draft similar to this, Jason, what would you grade it coming out this weekend? I mean, I would give it an A. I mean, that's what, when I, I mean, not, that's when I did the, and we did this on PFF, which I I didn't mention earlier, but I did the PFF uh, mock engine. That's what I used. And it was, I thought it was a, a fairly well done uh, draft board. Although I'm not a huge fan of their grading all the time. Yeah. Hate PFF grading. Do you have a link to the full draft? I will post it on yeah, my. We'll on put my that page. in the comments so you guys could see who was on the board for each pick. Yeah, well, PFF gave me an A minus, I think, but I would probably. I mean, if we can get all that done, I would. I would say B plus. I hesitate to give you know anything an A, uh, just because you know you got to see them do it, and I and I did trade back, so we'll see, man. I I, I feel good about it. I feel I would feel good about it if that's what the draft was. Definitely got everything that I wanted going into it. I had a certain mindset as, you know, like I felt like I, I looked at this draft differently than the other mock drafts that I've done where I kind of went in and drafted as, you know, me as opposed to trying to put myself in Chris Ballard's head. This one I did in Chris Ballard's head. Uh, or I attempted to get in Chris Ballard's head. I could never be that smart. So, yeah, I mean, I just tried to, to take guys that I thought he would look at and he would like, and and also guys that I've heard that they like. I know they like the first two guys that I took. Tryon, I think they have rated as their third uh, guy like I do, and I think uh, the the tackle out of, of Washington is somebody they really like as well. So I kept that kind of stuff in mind when I made when I made the picks. Um, so yeah, it was, it was definitely an interesting draft it was, it was fun to do the trade and it was fun to mix, you know, mix it up a little bit. Um, cause in the past we haven't done trades and, and again, I'd, I'd always done it. Like I take the guy that I like the best, as opposed to maybe considering what Chris would do, Chris Ballard would do. So this one was a little different and it was a lot of fun, man. And I'm ex- I mean, this is, this is it, man. This is when we do our thing as an organization, uh, the Colts are, this is where they make their hay, man. They, they, they win through the draft. Uh, I was disappointed as everyone knows with, with the lack of signings on with the edge players that were available. And I, my feeling hasn't really changed on that, but this, I mean, it's over and done with. Um, this is where Chris Ballard really does his thing. So I'm excited to see what he does. I'm excited to see who we add because we all know this is what he's best at, man. 
I mean, he just hits home runs every draft. So uh, Luke mentioned earlier that, you know, we, we added a couple picks from the six that we initially started with to, to end up with eight. Eight is actually the least amount of picks that, that Chris Ballard has had in any draft since he's been in Indianapolis. So I would fully expect some trades. Uh, and I fully believe if Quiddy Pay is there at 21, the Colts are taking him. I, I, the Colts, everybody in that organization loves him as an edge player, number one on their board as far as edge players go. If he's there at 21, I don't think they're going to trade back. I think they take him. They don't want to risk like not getting him based on what I've heard. So that that's the guy. It, it, that's the guy to watch if you're a Colt fan in the first round. If somebody takes him, I think the, the likelihood they trade back goes up because I don't think they're completely sold on Jalen Phillips off the field. They love him on the field. Who, By the way, I think Jalen Phillips is the best pass rusher in this draft. But, but he's got off-the-field stuff, and the Colts, I mean, I just don't think they're going to risk taking that guy at 21. I I, I just I just don't think it's going to happen. I think Quiddy Pay's the guy to keep an eye on. If they don't – if he's gone, if somebody takes him, which is probably what's going to happen, I, I think it's pretty – unless somebody falls, I think it's I think it's a pretty good chance they trade back. Yeah, and if they draft that 21, if they take pay at 21, I think there's a 0% chance we see them pick at 54 because there's no way Ballard's going from 54 to 127 without a pick in the middle. He's going to trade back at some point to recoup those picks. He's not going over 50 picks without a pick. He's not going or he's not leaving this draft with only six players. I think we're going to see him move around. And my dog's telling me to shut up and wrap this thing up. So mock draft Monday draft starts on Thursday. So we're just three days away now. And it's crazy. I feel like we've been in like a, like a time warp from last draft to this draft. It's so weird how with this whole COVID thing, we've went from draft to draft and now we're back in another draft. Like, I feel like it's been three months since the last draft. I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but it's crazy as we're, now approaching Ballard's fifth draft in Indianapolis. So he'll tie, and it sucks that <laughs> this is a thing, but he'll tie, I think, Ryan Grigson now with five drafts, right? Because oh, Grigson went 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. That's five. And now Ballard, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. That's five. So we can do a compare hey, and contrast after this. Ballard's first five to Grigson's only five. Luke, one other thing I want to mention before I jump off is something that I forgot to mention earlier, and that's my fault. It is Chris Ballard has traded a player every draft. And I don't know who that guy's gonna that, that guy's gonna be this draft, but I would not Rock would not shock me. Rock would not shock Rock me. Rock is and definitely an option. Because they traded Nate Hairston um uh very early in his career and Rock would not shock me, especially if they draft a corner that they really like. And I know they like Newsom from Northwestern and a couple of other guys. If they're around and they end up taking them, I could see Rock being traded for for a fourth or whatever you could get for them. Um, they're and definitely the room is not... already loaded because we pretty much bring everybody back. Plus, we get Marvell Tell. So you exactly. have you have Rhodes coming exactly. back at this moment. You have Rock coming back. You just re-signed Carey. And you yeah. have a loaded room, Marvell Tell coming back for off the COVID opt-out list. And then you have Isaiah yeah, Rogers going into year two and Kenny Moore. So it's a loaded room, and you obviously yeah. have a player who has been underwhelming, to say the least. So those are just a couple things to keep an eye on as we head into the 2021 NFL Draft, which is on Thursday. So we're just three days away from the first round of the draft. 
exciting time, exciting time for us as Cole fans, especially after a free agency period that wasn't very entertaining for us as fans. Now we get to go into a draft. This is Ballard's thing. He's killed it year after year, and we expect him to do it again in 2021. And we will be back to wrap up each pick and do a player profile on each player the Colts select in the draft starting Thursday night. If they trade back, we'll be on Friday to give our recap on the first pick, the first selection the Colts make in the 2021 NFL Draft. That's my man, Jason Spears. I'm your host, Luke Diamond, and this is the For the Culture Podcast.